Unlocking Your World of Creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright 2021. Welcome back, friends. This is Mark Stinson, and you've come to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And when we say unlocking, there are all sorts of keys to opening up your world of creativity. And this is the podcast where we talk about inspiration for your creative thinking, you know, tools and exercises, but also opportunities and connections to get your work up and out into the world. And I'm so happy to have as my guest today, an entrepreneur, an investor, a marketer. He's been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, Huffington Post. He's the founder of several different companies and a host of a great podcast in and of itself that we want to talk about. It's Todd Giastasio. There we Gianna, go. Giannastasio. This is where the <laughs> editing comes in. <laughs> I can it's go three good. times and it's, it's still all good. good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. As long as you spell it right on the check, right? That's all that matters. That's right. And get those uh, show notes right and get yeah. the links correct. <laughs> well, Todd, well, it's so great to have you on the program. And you know, your creative energy is perfect for our show. And as I mentioned in the introduction, you are one of those people that not just has ideas, but you help people get them out there. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the various ventures that you work on to do that. Yeah, yeah. So we are approaching the 10-year anniversary of my first uh, real company, Tresnik Media, which is my marketing agency that I started in 2011. And um, we are primarily focused on what I call direct response content marketing. And, you know, it's really about not just coming up with those ideas like you talked about, but how do we get your message out into the world in a way that has impact on your business, right? Because there's, yeah, there's coming up with ideas, there's publishing ideas, but then there's getting people to see them. And then when they see them, does that make a difference for your business, right? So you have to think about how all those different things tie together. So Tresnik Media is our, our agency where we do that stuff for clients. And then I have uh, a couple of years ago started the Growth Suite, which is basically an educational media company that helps train growing entrepreneurs and marketers, how to do those things themselves, right? So it's not um, where you have to spend a high ticket every month with an agency, but I really can, you know, I felt the the obligation, so to speak, to help educate the this world a little more by doing that and by putting out those kind of different products, courses, content that will help people understand and be educated on how to do this successfully. Um, and like you mentioned, uh, I'm also just the new host. We just got off our third episode of the On Air Brands live show. So anybody listening, uh, if you're obviously a fan of podcasts, I'd love for you to subscribe over there. Onairbrands.com slash show would be awesome. And every week we talk about uh, bringing your business into the whole world of media marketing and how do you create content, create a show, produce stuff, and then get it out to the world, right? So just like you said, that's that's really what we're what we're working on. And my mission across all my different ventures, I'm also co-founder in an AI tech company, um, but that's related to video. So all of the different things I get involved in really all tie back to that mission of how do we really help businesses plan, produce, promote, and profit from their content ideas, expertise, and creativity. Yeah. And I guess focus for a moment on the growth suite uh, Mm -hmm. side of things. You know, a lot of listeners here are, yes, in small businesses, that's great. Mm -hmm. But there's also a lot of uh, what I would say freelancers, uh, independent consultants, trainers, you know, single practitioners. And it sounds like that that would appeal, 
you know, to kind of the train and do it yourself, learn how to do it. And then yeah, practice a little bit and get it out there. A hundred percent. And my mission there is to really show how easy it can be, right? Like let's strip away all the complexity and, and wizardry that looks like digital marketers are doing. And like, let's just bring it down to basics, you know, so that everybody is able to do at least enough to make a difference for their business. And one of the stories that, that, always pops back in my head when I was getting started with the agency. I think it might've even been before I had quit my full-time corporate job, but I was contacted, you know, a friend of a friend had a pizza place and they needed a website or something. And I talked to him and I, you know, we went through the, the whole conversation and he, and they, I said, okay, you know, how much do you have, how much do you have to spend? And they said, well, you know, we just paid $10,000 for a website uh, six months ago we hate it. It's broken. It's not working. The menu doesn't blah, blah, blah. All this stuff doesn't work. So we have about a thousand dollars to pay you to do it right and make it work. It's like, okay, well guys, I mean, let's be real here. How does that make any sense? You pay 10,000 for something that doesn't work. And I'm like, man, you know, the, the education needed for those freelancers, consultants, independent business owners, and those small business owners who they don't know anything about marketing. And even if it's not to do it yourself, but to be educated to make the right decisions for your business, I think is is worth it all in itself to just spend a little time being educated on the whole thing. So true. And those stories, I mean, ring true about the $10,000. I mean, yeah. it's like, and so you, I always say, imagine you took your car to the shop and you said, well, I, I gave $10,000 to another guy right, to fix right. it. <laughs> but it still doesn't run. And so right. I got a thousand left to give you right. to actually undo all that work or right. to fix it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so so I want to try as best as possible. But to... it is a shame, isn't it? I exactly. Mean, and, that, I, and that's why I want to do my best to, to be preemptive to those situations happening and help people get out because- you know, one, I mean, for a local pizza place to spend 10,000 bucks on a website is absurd in, in the first place. It's painful to even think about. But the fact that they did that and then, and and it didn't work and then they didn't have enough money to get like, you know, even though it could have only been a couple thousand, whatever, the whole situation is very common. And, um, you know, that's why I, I really want to get out. And that's why I love being on shows like yours and having our own show and all that stuff, because I want to get as much free information and help out as possible so that we can save some people those headaches and, and put their money in the right place. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about uh, one of those ways, give us an idea of, say, we are a freelancer, a single mm-hmm. practitioner. And so we got the website, it works good enough, you know, Squarespace did it, mm-hmm. Wix did it, you know, yep. whatever. Yep. But I mean, now we're talking about how to leverage that. Yeah. Uh, what, what insider what one idea could you give us? I mean, I always love to come from a place of being helpful and service, right? So some of my principles for how we do business uh, and how we run our marketing philosophy is really to be customer centric, education based, value first, and have a person uh, a personified humanized business with conversational conversational messaging. And so all that to say that having a website up, hitting publish and go live, that only means people will see it if they type in your domain name, right? <laughs> right? But it, it is unfortunately not a build it and they will come place. But when you can come from a place of service and, and put your customers first, understand what is it that they need and want, right? Like what problems do they have? What outcomes are they trying to get to? What's their, what's their, if you're serving businesses, what are their business objectives? If it's people, what are, you know, what are they trying to get done? And just think, I mean, in the simplest way, what are all the common questions that you ask, that you get asked? 
and start posting that stuff on social media with a link back to your website. Say, hey, if you struggle with, it doesn't have to be any more complicated than if you struggle with blank, what problem you solve, right? Here are, here are two or three tips that could really help you out. Number one, two sentences. Number two, number three. If you're looking for more help like this, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Here's my website and you can see how we help other help people like you, right? It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. I think helping people with common mistakes and helping people with misconceptions, like in this situation we're talking about here, how much should a, how much should a local business pay for a website, right? That's a piece of, of content that can go out on social or mm -hmm. on your email list or whatever. So just always think about like, how can you just help people and be conversational about it? And just, I, I like the conversational aspect because one, it resonates with people more when they see it, right? They feel like they're having a conversation. It doesn't feel like they're being uh, yelled at through a bullhorn, right? And secondly, it makes it easier to create that content. So a lot of people might say, well, I'm not a podcaster. I'm not a blogger. I'm not, you know, I'm not a content creator. I'm an expert in photography, right? Yes. Or, or whatever. And so they get stuck on these things. But every time you get an email as a photographer from a potential client that asks you one of these questions, you probably are, you, you probably have your phone, you're on the couch, you pause the TV, you type out your answer in five minutes and you hit send and you, and then you're back watching TV. It was no sweat off your back. Super easy. So why do we create this, this crazy mental block when it comes to doing that same exact thing you just did one-to-one, -one, but just putting it out on your social media profiles or sending it out to your whole email list. And it's really by, by publishing content this way, it's that's how you create leverageable assets for your business because all right, if I, if I get a question from a potential client and I hit reply and I send it to them, great. They got the value they needed. They got the answer they were looking for. And I, I did 10 minutes of work. It went to that one person. But if I did that same 10 minutes of work and I put it onto social media and now all of a sudden I'm reaching, you know, organic reach has different dozens, hundreds, thousands, millions of people, but you did that same amount of work and now you're reaching way more people. And then if you want to put a couple dollars behind it for Facebook ads, you know, sure, we're, sure. we're always running just simple dollar a day stuff so that our content's getting seen. But, you know, for a couple bucks, a thousand people are going to see that piece of content instead of the one person that you sent it to. So, yeah. And it's so interesting. I've read this in other blogs and suggestions, but you've, you've really brought it down to a practical personal sense. And that is the source of content and source of blogs could be your salespeople, your biz dev people. Mm -hmm. uh, but you've really said, look, call them up and say, what were the two, two or three questions that people ask you the most this exactly. week? Exactly. Exactly. And, and now I got you covered for a week yep. and a half of, yep. of posts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then if, if you do have a sales team who you're interacting with in that way, when you do publish that as content, now you have a library of assets for your sales team to use, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and that becomes, and now we're talking about byproducts of success. Like, all right, well, if you have X amount of salespeople who spend 25 minutes answering that same question every week, well, if you have that in a blog post or a video on your website that they just have to send a link because they get that thing so many times, well, all of a sudden right. you just save 25 minutes a week for five sales reps for 52 weeks a year. How much time did one video just save your business? You know? Yeah. And in a way, you sort of reinforce the customer's curiosity or the, they might feel, oh, I should have known that. 
Right. You know, you, say, well, you know what? We get that questions all the time. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, you know, here's what you should know. It's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. And, it, and it's funny you describe, you know, hey, I'm not a writer. I'm not a content creator. I'm not a blogger. Uh, and yet uh, we do respond to these right. emails and, and we wrote it anyway. So exactly. We exactly. ought to repurpose it. And, and, you now, know, I, and now you're talking about, you know, with your new uh, podcast hosting responsibilities. Right. You know, we, we've taken it offline, so to speak, but now mm -hmm. on air. Yeah. Uh, talk about these on air brands. And again, how, how the topics and the subject matter of this uh, podcast grows and emanates. From yeah. these kinds of questions. Yeah, that was that was the topic of our episode today. So if you're, whenever you listen to this, go back to episode three of season two uh, for on-air brands, and uh, that's what we talk about: is how do you come up with that content of the show? And the reason that having a show becomes so cool for your business is because you're already answering these questions via email or on the phone or you know, old school coffee meetings. <laughs> you know, when yeah, I remember and, coffee meetings. Yeah, and um. And now, like if we just flip the camera on and turn the mic on, you're doing you're doing the same amount of work that you were doing before, right? It doesn't have to be any extracurricular stuff. Like, you know, you and I have have some nice bells and whistles here with our mics and everything, but we're we're, you know, farther along the line. You don't need that to get started. And it's really just about, you know, how can we help and how do we serve and, and what questions do we answer for people? And it might also be a great way, like you, you said, to reinforce for potential customers. I'm like I said, I'm only I'm only episode three with this new show. I've had a couple of shows in the past, but I was on a sales call last week. I don't even like to call it a sales call, but I was on on the phone with a potential client, and they had some issues, almost a similar story with the web, wrong investment in in a website and things like that. And we talked, and I said, look, you know, your your business is probably not ready for what we're doing, and I don't even want to ask you for any money at this point, like you need to just focus on what you need to focus on and, you know, take care of what you're doing and, and let's talk, think about it, sort out your other options. Maybe there's something better for you and, and let's keep the conversation going if you want. And then I sent out an email to my list about our show going on at noon that day. And he tuned in and he watched the show and I didn't have him specifically in mind, but I'm showing up to add value to our ideal clients. And he, he was commenting, we do a live show. So he's commenting on the, on the video feed, super engaged, reaches out to me after that afternoon and says, man, Todd, I knew you were smart when we talked the other day, but after watching the show today, like there's no way I could ever go with anyone else. You're, the, you're clearly a super expert in this topic. You're the guy that we need to work with, like whatever it takes, like, let's get it done. And let's, you know, let's get back on the phone and figure out how to move forward. So when you're creating, when you have a show for your brand, it gives you those assets. So it might not even be about building a huge audience. It's just serving the people that you're already talking to in a different type of way, you know, and, and it, and it creates the asset, right? Because then you have it going forward, like we said, to use in all those different ways. And the way we come up with those ideas are simply starting with, you know, what questions are people asking that we want to help them with? And I think another way to approach it too, is like, what do you want to be known for? Right. And then doing some quick research around that, around that topic, right? So there's some free, great free tools. Uber suggest is one of them. Answer the public is another one where you just go over, type in your phrase. You know, if it's, if it's wedding photography, you type in wedding photography and Uber suggest will spit out a bunch of rel uh, related words and tell you how many people are searching for each of those phrases. 
So now you can actually pick your topics, not based on what you want to talk about, but the words that you want to be known for. And then you can see what are the right words for you to call your episodes or to call your blog posts or to call whatever that people are actually looking for. And one, obviously it's great because we have the data from Google and that helps drive what we're uh, doing so that we're setting ourselves up for success. Because if you just go and put your, if you start a show for your brand and you're just self-centered, right? Like I said, one of my principles is customer centricity, putting your customer at the center of everything. So if you go out self-centered and just talk about what you want to talk about, no one's going to want to pay attention. And this is where I'm curious to ask your perspective on the biology side of things, right? So something that I'm very fascinated in is how our brains work and with the whole, you know, reptile brain and monkey brain (laughs) stuff. And, and, you know, from what I understand, and maybe you you would know much more than me, because I am a pure podcast, self-educated podcast listener, right? Like I have no, no uh, medical background whatsoever on this (laughs) stuff. But is that, you know, we have our brain constantly scanning and there's like 10 billion things going off, even in my room where I'm sitting alone right now, mm-hmm. a million things, my brain- All could, the stimuli coming right, in. Yeah. Exactly. And if our brain let us think about everything, we would just curl up into a ball and, and you know, cry. And so our brain is looking as a first layer, and this is what I, what I understand from it, tell me what you think, is that our brain is constantly scanning for, for problems, or resources, right? Like, is there a tiger going to jump out of the bush and kill me? Because then I need to run away. Or is there potentially food over there behind those bushes that I need to go and get for the tribe? And now in today's world, those are not the two situations we have, but our brain is still wired that way. And so that's why from a content perspective, when we think, what does our customer want that we can help them with? That's how we actually can capture their attention as they're flying through their newsfeed, scrolling super fast. Like, we need to be one, we need to highlight one of those two things so that we can get them to stop the scroll, get their attention for that two seconds, and then be able to provide them value. Well, absolutely. And you've described, uh, you know, the, the basic essence of our, you know, prehistoric man <laughs> kind of stuff, <laughs> right? But uh, I, I think what, what has developed over time from this kind of bioscience, and I'm certainly no, no doctor, but what I, again, know from uh, this research mm-hmm. is that you have these other stimuli and these other triggers that are firing these synapses. And so, for example, you, you read something on Tuesday and it's plugged into your brain and all of a sudden on Thursday, you see it again. Mm-hmm. Now, in advertising, we often call this like the washing machine ad effect. <laughs> Okay. And, and this is what scares people about uh, Google and Facebook. Now. Yeah. I was thinking about buying right. a washing machine <laughs> and now I'm seeing ads in my newsfeed yep. for washing machines. Yep. How did that work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there is this extension because of the content and it's sure. like, well, little did you know, you actually did search for washing machines or, right. you know, you did look up a hardware these, store to right. see what the special was or whatever right. it was yep. uh, or how to fix your washing machine. And right. then it started serving you ads. Right. But, I mean, your brain is working the same way. So just this week, it happened to me. I was thinking about a friend and a, a coach of mine, Allison Dunn. And then I was on a podcast yesterday with Jeff Finn. And Jeff says, Jeff. hey, have you ever worked with anybody? I go, yeah, Allison Dunn. How <laughs> did that come back again? Yeah. And then I'm talking with my wife and she says, you might think about, you know, uh, a suite, an office uh, and, you know, go to go to work again. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you know anybody? 
like Allison Dunn, who might have an open office. I'm going, look, wow. you're, just a, you're just at a Facebook ad serve on right. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, these are things I was thinking about all week. And I'm just saying uh, what, what I'm also, I guess, referring to is that if your mind is attuned to these things, mm-hmm. then you'll recognize it. Yeah, if it's not. You'll call it a coincidence. You'll say, right. isn't that weird? And right. then you move on. Right. Well, that's, but, that's uh, our reticular yeah. activating system, that, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you've described it well. Yeah. You know, what's fun is, uh, you know, yeah, I'll ask the questions here on the podcast. <laughs> don't, don't try to turn the tables on me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm always so interested. You've got these various pursuits. You've got the agency, you've got the training platform, you've got the podcast now. You know, I, I always find that creative people mm-hmm. with all this energy have so many hyphens and slashes <laughs> titles. It's a gift and a curse. Investor, marketer, podcast host, author, HubSpot, you know, right. whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how do you keep the plates spinning? Or do you compartmentalize and say, you know, here's when I'm going to do these things. And yeah, I mean, how, how do you keep it straight? Well, for me, one thing that is kind of coincident it wasn't done intentionally but in hindsight you know steve Jobs says you can only connect the dots in hindsight but so in in hindsight the dots do connect where all of these different ventures that i am involved in do all serve that same higher mission of really like empowering entrepreneurs to be able to uh grow and serve and so i think when although i didn't do it intentionally it has helped me be a little bit more um uh, easier for me to manage my time because I can do certain things that have an effect in all these multiple different places, right? So I can come on a show like this to and and just talk about the topics we're talking about. But of course, Tresnik Media came up, Grossweek came up, and On Air Brands came up. So they all kind of fall into the same thing. So suggestion I would have for anybody with those kind of creative endeavors is if you can do the the inner work first to figure out like what is that like ultimate underlying mission that you're on and then whatever your different ventures are if they can all line up in that same thing it's going to be able to save you a lot more time so actually a a funny story not business related that i was telling today that's that's relevant here is we were talking about the topic of research and like how much do you research before a show before an interview and all that kind of thing and i said well i am perennially a championship contender in my fantasy football league for 12 years. Like I bet I've won the championship three or four times. I've been in it several other times. And this year I was in last place and it was the first time I ever missed the playoffs. And I'm like, man, this is getting harder. And I'm thinking it's not getting harder. And I never put, I never felt like I put work into it because 12 years ago, I was commuting 45 minutes to work every day and I was listening to ESPN radio. And when I got home, I lived with two other guys who were 25 years old. <laughs> and so we're watching sports center while we're eating dinner and we're BSing about sports. And so I was immersed in sports for years. And that was, that meant I didn't have to say, all right, well, I got to set my lineup on Sunday for fantasy football. So on Saturday, I got to spend four hours research. I never had to do that because it just was part of my, my life. My daily life was just being immersed in that. And it, it just fell in line. And over the last couple of years, I have two daughters now. I, my, my wife doesn't like to watch sports center over dinner. Like my old roommates did, you know, <laughs> so, imagine that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so weird. Um, and so I'm, I'm not as immersed in sports as I used to be. 
And so while it never felt like I was spending more time then, clearly I was. And so when it comes to all these different ventures that I'm involved in, um, and when you get involved in different things, if you can make them all somewhat in sync with each other, it means at the very least, it's not like I have to research five different topics every time I need to do some work. It's because they're all the same thing. I'm just kind of doing a little bit of different mm -hmm. in different places, you know? Well, that's great. Well, you've, you brought up some other interesting creative inputs and that is your other roles, husband, yeah. dad, yeah. Uh, you know, cook, foodie, you know, yeah. all the other things yeah. that you enjoy. Uh, how do those feed your creative energy too? Well, I mean, for one, I think, you know, the, that you need to unplug even just from working or from doing any one thing too often. And so, you know, something I try to be more intentional about and look as entrepreneurs, we end up, there's always going to be those times of sprint, right? Where it's just like, all right, I got to work late this every night this week or over the weekend. Cause we just got this thing coming up and it's got to get done and th that's going to happen. But you don't want that to be your everyday default life. You know, you want to be able to switch gears and just unplug and unwind because that's, that's better for our brain. And so the way I, I am not a fitness person whatsoever, but I've, I, I heard this talked about in the fitness world as like, you know, there's some people who want to work out every single day and they're like, no, you need to have rest days. And some people are like, no, I don't need rest days. I want to work out every day and I'm tough. And when you, when you think of it as your, your body physically needs the break so that it can recover. And so rest day is not really a rest day that you're taking off. It's actually a different part of your exercise regimen. And so I think that's the same, the same thing that we need to unplug and have different parts of our life just so that our brain can take a break for a little bit from one thing. And plus having the multiple perspectives gives us different insights and thoughts in whatever our creative endeavors are, right? Not to mention from a marketing standpoint and content production standpoint, what I, I always like to tie in my personality to the content I produce, because that's going to attract the type of people that we want to be in business with. And so uh, obviously I'm a sports fan. We were talking about that already here, just naturally came up in conversation, but I will, knowing that I'm, I'm a sports fan, I, it's easier for me to have relationships and, and make analogies with sports. So in the content that I put out, I'll make analogies to sports plays. So if I'm talking about email marketing and subject lines, well, you can't send this. There's five different types of subject lines. And when you get one that works, you can't use it every single time because it'll dry out. And it's just like in sports, if you're a great pitcher, you can't just, even if you have a great fastball, if you throw a fastball down the middle every time, people are going to be hitting home runs off you in no time. So you have to have an off-speed pitch. And so I think being able to tie in those other parts of your personality and be yourself is a way that's going to help you attract a tribe of your audience, your community, business partners, your, you know, your customer base, everybody in your world, when you, when you put your own personality into it and, and extend yourself outside of just work, it, it has so many different benefits, one, you know, that I just rattled off. So I, I think it's super important to have all those different types of things as a person, not just a business. Uh, that's so good. Well, Todd, I have really enjoyed our conversation, got a lot of good uh, creative energy, but also a lot of specific creative ideas. I've really enjoyed it. Now, how can people connect with you and follow what you're doing? Yeah, best place is toddg.me. That's my personal brand website. It's got links to everywhere. And if you want to follow me, I'm most active on Facebook. Uh, my name is Todd Genitasio, but maybe we can put that in the show notes because it is a long last name. <laughs> <laughs> but it's memorable. That's yeah, a brand. That's that true. is a personal brand. Yeah. 
Love it. And you know, I love what you're doing on the podcast. So again, direct us to the On Air Brands uh, live. Yep. Yeah. So onairbrands.com slash show will get you over to our show hub where you can, you know, subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can check out the show, uh, the videos there and, uh, and get on the email list too. So onairbrands.com slash show. Great. Well, my guest has been Todd Giannatasio. There we go. Got it. Got it. Giannatasio. Boom. And uh, boom, bada boom. And he's an entrepreneur. He's an investor. He's a marketer. You've heard about all his ventures. We also heard he's in a rebuilding year, I would call it in (laughs) fantasy football. Uh, So he'll be coming back next year. (laughs) You know where, but up. That's right. Yeah, that's right. right? So be sure to connect with Todd and uh, follow what he's doing because there's a lot of good stuff there under the hood. And be sure to listen to this podcast of his uh, that's well into season two now on Air Brands Live. Thank you very much. Todd, thanks for coming on the program. Really, Thank you. And thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon, listeners. Uh, Come back again next time because we'll continue this around the world journey to find creative experts, not only about our inspiration, but also tools, techniques, methods, and then finally, the connections and the opportunities we need to get our work up and out into the world. I'm Mark Stenson for Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and we'll see you next time. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with Mark Stinson Copyright 2021 Our podcast is supported by Adobe and the Adobe Creative Cloud. The Adobe Creative Cloud gives you the world's best creative apps and services so you can make almost anything you can imagine wherever you're inspired. The Adobe Creative Cloud is a collection of 20 plus desktop and mobile apps and services for photography, design, video, UX, and more. We use Adobe Creative Cloud to help make this podcast using Adobe Audition, Premiere Rush, InDesign, and many more. So join the creative community with the Adobe Creative Cloud, and let's make something better together.